What is up, you sexy bastards? It is your boy Satoshi Noah Komodo. Hopefully get it. AKA Rabbi Cantlis, AKA Noah Kagan. In 2018, I took a trip to Israel to learn how to be a better leader. Now, there were 50 other people there, including a vice president at Nike. People have sold tons of businesses, VCs, and more. Now, I left the trip with 16 leadership activities that stuck with me to this day. And I want to share them with you, beautiful people. Now, you might not be a natural leader, but if you run a team or lead anyone, or you think it's your responsibility to learn, these tips will help. Here's three gigantic things you're going to take away in this episode. Number one, why there's power in leading from behind. Number two, a few simple questions that can create an amazing team bonding experience. And number three, how to solve the leadership dilemma. What is that? Enjoy those three things, plus a bunch of your ear nuggets along the way. If you're a creator or entrepreneur, go list your software, book, or course on appsumo.com slash sell. It is brand new, and creators are earning over $50,000 a day. Yes, if you create, AppSumo brings you customers. That's appsumo.com slash sell. It is literally the best opportunity I think I've ever seen for creators and entrepreneurs to make money. Check it out, appsumo.com slash sell. Also, a special pre-show shout out to listener Jacob R.B. Hill. Sounds like a football player. They love it for you saying taco love, relaxed, and informative. I love this show. Thank you so much, homie. I love you and every other one of you gorgeous listeners. If you want to shout out in a future episode, leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. I check every single one of them. So here are the 16 things you can use for your own company right now. Number one was a goat herding workshop. Yes. Uh, I've never really done anything like that before. I don't know. Maybe you're a big goat herders out there. But if you think about it, remember like in the book, I think the Bible or whatever it is, where's Jesus standing with the goats? In the back. He's actually leading from the back. And so I think what was interesting about this activity was that a lot of times when you're thinking about leadership, you're thinking of the man or woman in the front with the flag and saying, let's go, everyone follow me. So it's a really good way that we started our trip with actually thinking about there's other ways of effective leadership. So that was the goat herding workshop. So number two is compliment and hug. And that was one where you just get into small groups and you compliment someone and you can hug them. I don't know, with sexual harassment stuff, probably don't touch anyone, but you can compliment them and give them a sincere hug. I don't think that happens enough in companies. Number three was gratitude. So every single morning, we started off the workshop with gratitude. And so sometimes you're like, oh, I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? When they do those things like everyone hugs someone or why is all these hugs? Everyone high five someone. But gratitude was actually really nice where each morning a different person led the gratitude. So it was different every morning. But the overall idea is like, how do you do gratitude every single time you have your meetings or maybe every once a week? Number four, have everyone guess in your group. How many people do you need to have in a group to have the same birthday? So Emil came up with this and he's a math nerd. I won't tell you the answer, but how many people do you need in a group to have the same birthday? And then what we did is everyone in the group went around and said their birthday. And surprisingly or unsurprisingly, statistically, two people had the same birthday, which was freaking awesome. So I recommend you guys try the birthday activity in your leadership group. Number five was push-ups or calisthenics. So this is actually something we do at Sumo Group every single Monday at 10 a.m. I learned this from my friend Simon, who uh, worked in Japan, where they do it almost every day in the factory. So every Monday, 10 a.m., we do a bunch of like jumping jacks, push-ups, stretches, I'm trying to think, fingers, and other things like that. It's a great way to unite the team. It's a great way to not just be like, all right, it's Monday, let's just go, I fucking hate Mondays. It's a great way to just get started. Another thing that we do is when we end our meetings, we all clap at the same time. If the clap is not on, if not everyone claps at the same time, we keep doing it until it's all in unison. And one more thing when you're doing calisthenics, Emil did it a little bit differently, but what I like to do is we do our push-ups. And then when you do your push-ups, we always do 10. And on the 11th, we say sumo. You should probably say your company name, but we hold it on the 10th. And one of the things that was really interesting about this is that you actually can hold things and do more than you think. I know, cheesy. Jeez. Number six, hippie breathing. So we did this on the top of Masada, which is this crazy huge mountain where like they built tons of amazing stuff. History, hashtag history. 
Uh, and Stephanie, who's like the nicest person I've ever met. She's a burning man person, if you know what I mean, our burning woman. And she's awesome. And she led this. And so I don't know what kind of what it's called. Some of you in the comments could let me know. But we did this breathing where you breathe through your stomach and then you breathe through your chest and then you breathe through your mouth and you do it really fast. And you do that for a minute and it gets you high as fuck, which is weird, but it kind of gives you this euphoric feeling. And it was a really interesting way that we worked on leadership and self-improvement and thinking about ourselves and just kind of gets your brain to another point of view. Number seven, eye staring. So with other people in your company, with your significant other, with people you work with, with random strangers, girls at bars, I don't know, do eye staring. So this is quite advanced and it's extremely uncomfortable. And so what eye staring is about is that you look at each other in the eyes. That's weird. I can't even do 10, but try to do it. And you'll actually really connect with someone on this strangely amazing level. Number eight activity you can do, get into small groups. And what you do is say, what was a time that was horrible in your life or really bad that later you turned out to be grateful for? So it's a little confusing, but think about a time where for me, maybe getting fired from Facebook or it was something bad that happened to you or me. And then it turned out actually to be a blessing later. So what is something like that? And that's something you could do in another small group activity. Number nine, it's another small group activity to do in your companies. And this is a great way to build connections and bonds when you're working on something together. Number nine is what is a favorite memory with your family? So for me, one of my favorite memories, I was six years old. We were in San Francisco. I think we're at the Transamerica building and we were at a buffet. And I remember having whipped cream and strawberries. And I was just like, it's like all in my mouth. Anyway, that sounds confusing. But the point being is that was my favorite memory. So that's another one you could do when you guys are doing your meetings as a new activity to connect and go deeper with the people you work with. Number 10, bless someone in your company or bless someone in your group. We did this one of the final days and it was really interesting. So we went around and you would bless someone. So like, I hope you find love. I hope you find clarity. I bless you and hope you find happiness in your work. Or I bless that you find fitness or whatever it is. And some of this stuff, it feels frou-frou, but I think in these times when you actually try to go deeper with people you work with or just people that are in, in your lives, it's actually a really great way to connect and you want to work with these people more. You're wanting to talk more and share more, which I think will build better companies, better relationships, better organizations. Number 11, this is a really interesting one called the leadership dilemma. So you had 15 minutes per person and you had to partner up with people you didn't know. So generally people you haven't spent a lot of time with. And in those 15 minutes, there's the person who talks. So let's say it to me. And there's two or three people that just listen. So here's the structure of how those 15 minutes work. The first minute is the introduction. So I get four minutes to just explain my problem. Number two is the clarifying, which we get four minutes to talk about questions. So like you might have questions that, hey, I want to understand your situation. Number three is called duct tape. So the people that we're observing, they can talk to each other. And number four is called integration, where we can kind of finalize and recommend an outcome. So in 15 minutes, you're not going to really cure cancer, unless you did, which would be really impressive. But what will happen, and what I think really comes out of 15 minutes, is that if you do it with people you don't know, they're a little less biased, and so they'll probably give you more straight answers. But actually, what I found out to be the most true from this activity is that you help realize what you already know, which I hate that shit, right? Because you want some magic golden answer, but you'll find out, you're like, oh, I already know the answer. These guys are validating, guys or girls are validating what I need to go do. And so it's clarifying for that. So that is the leadership dilemma. Number 11, build a raft together. So yeah, we built a raft. And what's interesting though, is that everyone in this retreat was like a type A personality. So imagine eight type A personalities trying to build something. Yeah, it's a problem. So we had four barrels, like 10 logs and rope. And they gave us an instruction man and they said, go. No one was leader, no one was nothing. And it was total chaos, but we ended up winning. But I think what was really fascinating about this activity is build something together in your groups. Don't give anyone who's the leader in a group and let them figure it out. 
The two major takeaways from that activity, number one was spend more time preparing. So if we took that book and actually read it before just jumping into build shit, we would have gotten it done faster and better. And number two is that after something happens, so after you do a leadership activity, do a debrief. So yeah, take like a minute or two and actually be like, yo, what was good? What was bad? So the next time we do it, it's better. All right. got a few more left. I think they're really good. You let me know what you think. Number 12, you can talk to me about. Okay. So what does that mean? When we first got together, this was something that you went around the circle and, and it was an amazing icebreaker. So if you've gotten this far in the video, you're going to have a great icebreaker to use. Uh, and basically what you say is, my name is Noah Kagan. I'm from Austin, Texas. You can talk to me about magic and bicycling. And it was such a cool way that everyone went around. Someone was like, you can talk about drugs. You can talk about meditation. You can talk about whiskey. You can talk to me about legality, whatever it was. And then you go up to those people like, oh, are you the person that was this? Or when you meet someone, you can say, hey, what was your thing to talk to you about? And it's such a cool way to connect with people as an icebreaker. Uh, number 13 is artifacts. So what is an artifact? You bring one or two things either in person or an image of an artifact that signifies a major point in your life. So I'll just tell you mine. Mine was my dad's candle holders for Shabbat when he was a kid. And my other one was a bicycle. And you share these in small groups confidentially about what those are and what those mean. And I was like surprised how much people were sharing. I'm like, damn, that's some crazy stories. What was really interesting was the afterwards, right? So after you kind of share and you're vulnerable and you share more about yourself, you realize like how much deeper and how much more you like these other people. So try the artifact example. Number four, what kind of leader are you? So we did this interesting experiment where they talked about four types of leadership and they used a Bible reference. There was no religious stuff on the trip, but the Bible reference was, are you a Moses who's a visionary? So this is the person's like, we're going to go through the water. Are you a Joshua? That's the operations. So Joshua is like, all right, we're going to make sure here's how we're going to get through the water. Moses, I know you got some ideas, but how are we going to actually do it? Miriam, who's the cheerleader. So they're supportive and help everyone stay positive. Like, all right, guys, let's do it. You got it. Yay. All right. And then number four is Sarah, the spokesperson. So they are communicating internally and externally what's happening. And so it's not that you can't be more than one, but we got into these separate groups and we talked about what are the benefits, negatives, and what's it like to be this person? I thought I was a Joshua. I like making things happen, but maybe there's times I'm a Moses. And what's interesting about this is as you try to understand the types of personalities of the other people you work with or you're involved with, you can be like, oh, you're a Moses. So you come up with bigger ideas. You like making things happen, Joshua. Sarah, you're going to be the spokesperson. And Miriam, you cheerlead and help get it. And you figure that out in your groups. And so you know which role to be taking. Number 15 was perception. So this is by Jonathan, who was our group leader. And so I've never seen anyone do this, but we got into small groups at the end of our trip. What he did is he sat us down and he said, all right, everyone, let's look at Noah. What did you guys think of Noah when you met him? And what do you think of him now? And it's one of those things you kind of look down and kind of like awkward. And you're like, oh shit, like, that's a little weird, dude, a little weird. But you find out what people think of you before and then now. And what was interesting about that for me was Jonathan said, and I love what he said, is like, instead of trying to be the person that people think of you when they first meet you, just be the person that you actually are all the time, the one that they actually know now. And so try to be more of that or be more of that when you meet people. And the 16th one, which was one of the most craziest leadership examples that I've ever seen anyone do was called nighttime. And this 16th one was insane. So what they did was they dropped us in the middle of the desert in the Negev by ourselves with some boundaries. And they said, there's two rules. The first rule is that you must talk to yourself out loud. And the second rule is that you can't stop talking for 10 minutes. And I've never seen anyone do this before. And it was the most, one of the most powerful activities we did the whole week. And so I want you to try that for yourself. Talk to yourself out loud in a different space, maybe in your backyard, in a park, in a safe, don't do it in the middle of a road. I do it in a safe space. And what was fascinating about it was that you could only have one voice 
And it's very interesting to hear your thoughts out loud because I think in our head there's like, do it, don't do it, do the drug, don't do the drug, do this thing, don't do it. And so when you talk out loud, it actually helps you get clarity about what's really like letting go of the ego, letting go of all this stuff and really like what's going on inside of you. So try the nights out activities number 16. So you never know what you're going to get out of different experiences. I hope you learned one thing you're going to do for leadership activities below. Let me know what you think in the comments of this type of video. Love you guys. That is a wrap. I hope you loved the episode as much as I loved making it for you with our team. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. That is youtube.com slash okdork. And before you go, next, text a friend you love him. Yo, dog, let's go do some sheep herding together. And before you go, tweet at me at Noah Kagan. I do actually love hearing your feedback about the show. Except if it's all positive. I want to know the... No, I'm just kidding. I love all of it. Also, remember to go subscribe to my email list. Go to okdork.com or sendfox.com slash Noah. And at sendfox.com, create your own email list. It's free. It's free. Finally, a couple of shout outs to my amazing team. Thank you to Jason at podcasttech.com for making these episodes sound so damn great. Thank you to Mitchell, Jeremy, Hubert, Jonathan, Sasa, Cam, and Jen, and George from the Dork team for all the magic you do. Finally, shout out to Luke, Garrett, Ibaldo, at AppSumo. Thank you for pushing the products in the top five on Product Hunt, plus everyone else at AppSumo. Amazing work. Have a blessed day. What's your favorite Skittle flavor? Aren't they all the same flavors? I guess color. Uh-huh.